This morning we're going to turn to the book of Mark, the 15th chapter. We're going to the book of Mark's, the 15th chapter. And we thank God, amen, for those of you who are here. Just good to see your faces this morning. Amen. Sister Myla, thank you so much for being with us. We appreciate that as well. And those of you who are here, amen. Uh, it's a little warm in here right now for me. You might be feeling all right. But uh, thank God, amen. We're yet in summer and sort of almost on the downswing of summer. But I thank God, amen, uh, that he allowed us to be able to uh, enjoy and endure. For God is good, and he's good all the time, and his blessings are true uh, every morning. For great is thy faithfulness towards us. Thank God, amen, for him being such a faithful and awesome God uh, that he blesses us uh, day by day. Amen. We're yet... <clears throat> able to give God praise. But in Mark's the uh, 15th chapter, if you would be so kind to stand uh, with me for the reading of the word, uh, I'll read verses 1, and then you're going to jump down and read verse 6, and we'll finish at verse number uh, 11 together. We're going to start at verses number 1, Mark the 15th chapter. And straightway in the morning, the chief priests held a consolation uh, with the elders and scribes and the whole council and brought and bound Jesus and carried him away and delivered him to Pilate. You read verse 6. And there was one named Barabbas, uh, which lay bound with them that had made insur uh, insurrections with him who had committed murder in the insurrections. Verse 8. But Pilate answered them, saying, Will we that I... Uh, release unto, unto you the uh, king of the Jews. Verse 10. Verse 11. Together, let's read it together. But the chief priests moved the people that they should be released, Barnabas, unto them. Father, we just want to say thank you for the word of the Lord on this morning. God, we pray, Father, that this word would touch somebody's soul. Father, and that it would bless somebody, oh God. And we know that we thank God for Jesus and all that has been done and said. Lord, but we know, God, that most of all, that it's about Jesus and him uh, crucified. And he has been risen from the dead. And he is now seated on the right hand of the Father. Thank God for the Holy Spirit that indwells himself and encamps himself round about us as well to guide us and keep us. And so, Father, we just pray that you bless us on today and give us clarity of thought. In Jesus' name we pray. Before you take your seats, just say, Jesus steals the deal. Say it again. Say, Jesus steals the deal. Amen. All right. You may be seated. God, uh, uh, Jesus seals. I said steals. Sorry. Jesus seals the deal. He seals the deal. 
Jesus seals the deal. In the struggle to rule of thumbs in life in accordance to rulers coming to power often makes for fascinating storytellings. Whether historians can, uh, can uh, which historians like America revolutions are frictional uh, like the Lords of the Rings theory, uh, they are captivated by the struggle to gain and maintain rule in some parts of life. People want to be in control and they want to rule. You know how it is sometimes you find somebody that always wants to be in charge, always wants to be in control, always wants to be uh, the ruler of whatever we got going on. We follow the alliance, the, the, alliance, the uh, plotting, the uh, 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 fatigue and, and betrayal. Uh, we weight the characters in the balance of good and evil. Who will have the resource, uh, the cleverness, and the winnings to come out on top? Once the person reaches power, no, no one will be, uh, will be used but, uh, but who will benefit under the rule of this new leader in the circular world. The struggle remains that we are always struggling to rule. The Roman Empire was one of a series of powerful empires that the Bible cites as having dominance over Israel. And uh, Roman rule was not simply a political problem for Israel, but it was a religious difficulty. And the Romans claimed uh, absolute authority for Rome, not for Israel's God. And that's kind of how it was back in those days. The, Rome, the Romans were strictly for themselves uh, and for their own God and their, uh, their own fictitious gods and they were not for the rule of Israel's God, none whatsoever. Many of Jesus' contemporaries, such as the Jews, they had hoped for a mighty military leader to, uh, who would uh, come with the power of God and who would rally Israel together and overthrow uh, their Roman oppressors. Uh, this new military leader would also was also expected to uh, establish God's rule over the entire world, bringing, uh, beginning with uh, Jerusalem. But instead, the Messiah was rejected. And because it had been prophesied uh, numerous times uh, in the Old Testament scriptures uh, that a Messiah would come and that he would redeem uh, Israel from under the oppression of the enemy. And this is exactly what Israel had anticipated and looked forward to receiving uh, from God uh, for any number of years. And to their disappointment, who do they get? They get a little baby lying in the manger who called himself the Messiah. Boy, they was disappointed. And so 
Uh, because of the riotousness that always, I'm sorry, because of the uh, being under the Roman Empire, there was always chaos that uh, accumulated in uh, the Roman ancient days. Uh, you have to look at Israel. Israel was under all kind of oppression and all kind of political power. Uh, Israel was always under uh, scrutiny. Um, the the uh, Roman Empire cared nothing for those Israelites. Many of them were poor. Many of them were hungry. Many of them were beggars. Uh, many of them were without. And not only did they receive bad treatment from uh, the Roman uh, Empire uh, oppression, but they also received uh, problems from their own Israelites amongst themselves. They had their own people that would do them wrong. Their own people that would cheat them out of whatever they can cheat them out. You know how it is when a person, if they feel like they can get over on you, they will. If they feel like they can steal from you, they will steal from you. If they feel like you got more, you, maybe you don't even have to have nothing. You remember the story about the man who uh, saw the little widow and he only, she only, uh, the, the, the little widow only had one he lamb. And that's all it had. And here it is. This man had several uh, lambs in his vineyard. Uh, but yet and still, he sought after the one he lamb that he might take it from the widow woman who had only one lamb. And you have those were people of, of, of their own uh, Jewish, Jewish background who uh, took from each other. So I really made a lot of the oppression power uh, amongst the Jews uh, really thick. And, and it wasn't nothing for a revolution to evolve at any given time, regardless to what was going on, and there were always different festivities going on throughout the city uh, due to the fact that there was always something to celebrate. And uh, when they would celebrate certain things, and if it didn't go in the right way, it would always create some kind of riot. And I know everybody's familiar with uh, the thing called, or uh, the word called, or the term called riot. Riot, uh, which is a uh, rise in rebellion. Amen. A rise in rebellion also seems to be in the air uh, in Rome during this particular time. One of the ways that uh, the uh, Romans uh, demonstrated and uh, uh, dominated uh, control uh, over a, a rioted uh, move movement there, uh, that was is that they always um, did this thing called uh, the crucifixion. And because of the way of crucifixion, no man wanted to die or suffer that kind of way. So that would always keep all of the uh, commotion and, and whatever uh, problems and chaos that would break out, it would kind of keep it under subjection. This style of execution involved hanging or someone being nailed on a wooden frame and allowing the victim to die slowly from shock, exposure, dehydration, and loss of blood. That was one of the most cruelest ways for anybody to die on the cross. One of the most cruelest ways to die was the way of uh, crucifixion. It reserved uh, that those who uh, the Romans wanted to make a public example out of, those were the types of deaths 
uh, that was designed for those types of criminals. But in the case of Jesus, while he was in the Garden of Gethsemane, as you read in the scripture unfolds uh, to us, it's, it, uh, he was taken into custody uh, by the temple guards. And he was led captive by uh, those who held him bound that they might hold him overnight. The Bible lets us know that it was in the next morning leading up to where we are uh, in this particular text this morning that the chief priests, the elders, and the scribes, they had all entered into the supreme courts. And the supreme courts was a place where they ruled and judged over uh, Israel. They all met together to discuss the next steps as to how they would go about destroying this man called Jesus. And it's so sad when people plot against you, you know, but, uh, to demise uh, your stand or uh, to get rid of you in any kind of way, you know, but people don't care. Uh, uh, whatever they uh, can do to gain the momentum over you, they will do it. Their decision was to, uh, to send Jesus under armed guards to Pilate. Uh, those Jews knew that there was just no way in the world that they could crucify anybody because they did not have the power to do so. In fact, really, the Jews really couldn't even, uh, couldn't even kill a, take a life. They were not even, um, you know, they were unable to take a life under the Roman, uh, Roman rule that they would have to go to uh, the governor of Rome. And in this case, it was Pilate. And Jesus had been questioned by Pilate. He had been asked many questions concerning uh, who he was. And yet he did not come to his defense, not at any time. And this really means something when a person can be accused of something that they know they're not guilty of. And there's just no way in the world that they've done anything wrong to deserve what has been done to them. But yet and still, the Bible lets us know that he did not say a mumbling word. Pilate, knowing that this man, Jesus, was innocent. And, but yet and still, Pilate played along. Amen. He played along with uh, the routine of, of the way they do those uh, type of things. They're only to please the Jews. He knew he had the Jews, and he knew that there was a riot that could break out at any moment now because you had those who wanted Jesus killed, and you had those who were trying to save him. But one thing about the Bible, whatever the scriptures has uh, plainly stated, the Bible lets us know that the scriptures will be fulfilled. Whatever God has spoken in his word, it shall come to fruition. And that's what I love about God's word. You know, whatever he has promised to us, we can rest assured that it shall come to pass. Pilate knowing this, amen, and he playing along with this. Um, he also knew that uh, it was the Jews' desire to kill Jesus, uh, amen. But uh, he thought, amen, uh, the thought of killing an innocent man just did not set very well with Pilate the governor. He knew that Jesus was an innocent man, that there was no fault in him to the point where Paul, Pilate even said, bring me some water that I might wash my hands. I don't want to be guilty of killing an innocent man. And so uh, there, Pilate knew that 
the only way that he figured that he could probably get out of killing an innocent man was to uh, honor one of the uh, uh, rules that the Jews always had. And the Jews always had a practice here. There was a practice that was established amongst the Roman uh, governor there. Amen. A pardon of one prisoner uh, that was awaiting capital punishment, amen, against Rome, that they would release one of the criminals that were uh, there to be crucified. Ah, Pilate thought and he just knew that there was uh, Barabbas, as we read in our text, that Barabbas was a notorious murderer, a killer, amen, one who was deserving of the punishment. One who was deserving of the, uh, of the uh, putting on the cross and to crucify and going through that crucifixional uh, death, amen, slow pain, suffering of death that one uh, receives upon the cross. Pilate knew that uh, Barabbas was one who, a candidate who was certainly qualified for that type of activity. But it was between, amen, uh, this practice was to establish a goodwill a peace between Rome and the Jewish people during their most sacred annual feast of the year. And so Pilate allowed this to happen. And you can rest assured that the people will always, was always known. They only had three cross to put them on, but yet and still they had four persons to execute. Violent movements occur often in Rome and has always occurred in many places in our today's world today. You can remember the Rodney King riot that we had just a few years back in 19, amen, uh, back in the days when we've had the Rodney King riot that took place, uh, it was back in 2007 and how uh, violence was everywhere. Chaos was everywhere. People were totally out of control over the fact that the police officers had beaten a black man, a man senselessly beaten a black man uh, and had injured, injured him badly. Well, black uh, community got all out of, uh, out of control and they got very indignant. Uh, and they caused a, a riot to take place there uh, in uh, uh, Simi Valley. And just different things took place throughout different cities uh, throughout uh, 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 where we are here. And so the state of rebellion uh, still exists even today. You can remember the Watts riot. I don't know, some of you may not remember the Watts riot if you was born uh, earlier than uh, 1965, you might remember that, the, uh, the 1965 uh, watch riot that took place, the state of rebellions uh, there that took place. And I mean, that was one of the greatest, uh, uh, one of the most uh, scariest times of my life that I've ever had living in the city of L.A. Uh, the watch riot had broke, took place, and fire was everywhere, burning buildings down, uh, was uh, happening all over. There was about 34 deaths during this particular time, 132, uh, I'm sorry, 1,032 uh, injuries had occurred. There was about 300 and uh, 3,400 and 
uh, arrests that had been made. We were, uh, 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 California was in a state of rebellion during this particular time of the year. And all this occurred because of injustice. And you know how it is when it uh, comes down to uh, the race of people being ingested is always amongst uh, the black race. Seems like we get the worst of all treatments amongst all and any kind of race that ever exists um, amongst the face of the earth. Say amen, somebody. Amen. amen. And so that's why it's always good. And we always need to pray for uh, the black human race, that God will continue to have his hands upon each and every last one of us. Well, during the time uh, of Jesus's days, during uh, the release of one of the prisoners that they would release there. Uh, there was also a man uh, who was a murderer, as we stated, Barabbas, uh, who was sentenced uh, to death. And Pilate was certainly looking forward to uh, uh, putting this man called Barabbas on the cross and, and allowing him to be crucified and allowing Jesus to be spared. Well, when uh, it came down to uh, Pilate, when he asked the crowd, uh, this angry crowd, seemed like this crowd who was in a revolting stage or rebelling stage, uh, who would you have? And the crowd referred, amen, give us Barabbas and crucify Jesus. Well, we know that there Jesus even though Barabbas was a man who was a notorious killer, but there was Jesus uh, who knew no sin, but yet he was sentenced to death for a crime he did not even commit. But in the presence of a hostile crowd who wanted Jesus to be killed, in this, amongst this angry mob here, you look in verses number 8 uh, in Mark's the 15th chapter, verse number 8, it says... Uh, being desired of Pilate that he would release a prisoner as the was a usual custom. And that was the custom uh, that Pilate would release uh, a prisoner during the Passover celebration. That was just something that they just did. And, and at this time, uh, Pontius Pilate, a man, he was already, uh, had already declared Jesus' innocence but yet and still, the mob decided that they wanted Jesus. Innocent people are, are being sentenced every day. Amen. Amen. Innocent people are being sentenced every day. There was a fellow by the name of Bryant Banks who was a linebacker at Long Beach Poly, uh, Polytech High School at the age of uh, 16 years of, old, of age in the year of 2002. He was sentenced to prison uh, where he spent five years of his life in prison because he was falsely accused of being raped by, uh, of raping a young lady there on the campus. Well, all of that was just false, amen, false. And sometimes people would make up stuff on you. Sometimes that would stick uh, like no end and, 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 and it's always when a case like this occurs uh, and it's when there's black that's involved in it, they're always looking for somebody that they can prosecute. And the DA certainly don't let off of, off of us when it comes down to prosecuting us. Amen. And so it was in 2012 uh, where uh, Bryant was acquitted for, of all of his charges. 
Listen what the young lady says who accused him. She said that at the time we were just messing around and just being young and just having fun. That's what she said. That was the reason why she said that this man raped her. She was just messing around, fooling around. We were young and we were just having fun. Well, when she was uh, uh, questioned by the uh, attorney there, Bryant's attorney, he asked her, did Banks ever rape you? And she replied, do you think that I would be here if he did? That was an indication, no, but you know they needed her to say, no, he didn't. So he, she was asked again, did Mr. Banks rape you? And she replied, no, he did not. After five years of being incarcerated in prison. And it's amazing how people will make up fictitious lies on you uh, to uh, uh, put you behind bars, behind things that you have you didn't even do. But being falsely accused, amen, is something that uh, people do regularly on a regular basis. Somebody's always being accused of something. And, and so the, uh, the court sentence they sentence people, amen, who are not even guilty of any crime committed on an everyday basis, which messes up their lives. Many times their lives are being, have been destroyed, amen, or their lives have been tainted, uh, and this is the way they live for the rest of their lives. Some deserve the punishment that they have committed because some of them that claim they're not guilty are guilty, amen. But in the case here that we speak in our text of Jesus Christ, we know that Jesus did no sin. This is a man who is not even guilty, but he's been accused. Well, when you look at verses 4, Paul, uh, Pilate, he, uh, Pilate realizes that all the charges against Christ that has been made were all falsified uh, uh, charges. They were all trumped up charges. They were all made up charges that somebody decided or the chief priest decided that they were going to do. Uh, in the uh, fact that they were just so adamant about destroying a man, the population, the popularity of the man called Jesus Christ. And the Bible says, amen, that he would be crucified. And so the scriptures were also being fulfilled. Well, the thing that people will do. Amen. To destroy your character. And this is why it's always good to watch who you hang out with. Everybody uh, that calls you your friend is not your friend. Everybody that tell you, man, hey, I got your back. They don't have your back. They'll just tell you that. Amen. People that tell you that, hey, man, listen, you can depend on me. You can't depend on them for nothing. You think you got a friend and you, you find out that the only friend that you'll ever have in this life is the man called Jesus. That's your best friend. That is your best friend. Even the folks that have claimed to have best friends. And, and when that best friend decides, man, oh, no, man, John got himself in something. Man, I can't bail him out of this one. I'm going to have to, he's going to have to go on and suffer this one. You know, that's what, that, but that's a best friend. Oh, my. And so people who hurt other people are not uh, content uh, in their own lives will do things to destroy somebody else's life. Folks that are not happy with the way they live 
uh, will do things to destroy somebody else or to create unhappiness or to create a person, uh, uh, cause a person to be so uh, uh, unhappy in uh, their lives because they just don't like the fact of looking at them smile every day or laugh every day. And people do that to other people. Uh, Paul, uh, uh, Pilate, he realized also that if he sent uh, Jesus, uh, if he set him free, that uh, he would have to also deal with the crowd and the crowd of people that uh, would come up against him and uh, Pilate couldn't afford to have no outbreaking riots uh, in the city there, uh, for he knew that the Jew, that the Jews had well, a large number of people that uh, if any of that uh, rioting at that time would break out would be one of the hardest things for them to uh, t- uh, to gain control over, and so. He knew that uh, the only way that he could break even or the only way that he can keep the crowd uh, from being aroused. And you better believe that the Jews were always, the religious leaders were always there rousing up the crowd. And, you know, and to keep that, you know, that roar there so that Pilate, a man, would be a man on the edge. And he would see that, you know, he had to rule in their favor that anything that he said that did not go likely with them. Amen. That they would have called that the crowd would cause an uproar and it just might cause amen a riot to break out. Ah, and Pilate knew that he couldn't afford that. But in verses number 11, the chief priests, amen, they roared up the crowds uh, to demand that that they would that Pilate would release Barabbas. Give us Barabbas instead of Jesus. We don't want the man called Jesus, but we want Barabbas and the the notorious killer. We want him, the innocent Jesus. We want him put to death. Well, encouraged by uh, the chief priests uh, to set Barabbas free, this notorious killer. Uh, Sin deceives, it blinds, it it, it brings upon a a, a spiritual decay in the mind. It causes blinders to be placed over the eyes. That's what sin does. Sin don't let you see everything clearly. You can't see clearly when you're looking through the eyes of sin. It causes you not to see the things that are spiritual, to miss the things that God have best lined up for you. Sin will cause you to miss out on those good things. But I thank God that the gods of this age is uh, here, amen, have spiritually blinded uh, the eyes of so many. So many are under, uh, 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 under this uh, a thing called sin and they're blind by their unbelief. Yes. And so they cannot see the light of the gospel that Jesus Christ displays And he displays the light of God's glory. Satan don't want you to believe. He don't want me to believe. He don't want us to rejoice. He don't want us to be happy. He don't want us to have joy in our souls. Amen. Some of us haven't danced in a long time for the Lord. Amen. Some of us hadn't caught our little two steps. Amen. Some of us hadn't had a chance to really break loose and just let go and let God have his way in a while. You often wonder, well, what is the problem? What's going on? Amen. The same God that allowed you to experience that before will allow you to experience uh, the same joy and peace in your soul today. God has not walked away from us, but we have to check ourselves and see where we are in him. 
Just where do I sit? Amen. Where is my joy? Where is my uh, uh, life? Where is my peace? Where am I? Where am I sitting? Amen. In the realm of God's presence today. Am I sitting on a far off? Amen. Am I close? Am I right where I need to be? Or am I just too far away? So we need to take a little inventory on ourselves. Satan don't want you to believe and he don't want you, amen, to uh, rejoice in the God of our salvation. And so he messes with our mind, our mind of unbelief. He robs us of our joy. He stagnates our praise and our stagnate praise. Some of us won't even lift our hands. Some of us won't even give God no praise. Some of us won't even open up our mouths. We come in day Sunday after Sunday. I know sometimes you may not be feeling the best, but when you ain't feeling the best, that's the time to give God your best praise when you are disturbed in your mind and you got stuff going on in your mind that's the time to give God your best praise when all hell is breaking loose at home and stuff is going down and things ain't right that's the best time to give God your best praise praise confuse the enemy that's what it does it confuses the enemy and it calls the enemy to sort of uh, be get kind of messed up and and don't know which way. I thought I had him down. I thought I had her down. Here it is. They're praising God and giving God glory. And so we need to not allow the enemy to rob us of our joy and stagnate our praise. Amen. And to mess us up with fear and, and to cause us uh, to have to deal, amen, with uh, all these type of anxieties, uh, attacks that the enemy want to throw upon us. Jesus, he paid the price. That we might have joy in our life. He paid the price that we might be able to rejoice in him. And why should we be bound? We don't have to be bound because Jesus paid the price. And so Jesus is being crucified here with Barnabas. He's being crucified. Amen. But yet and still Barnabas has been set free. And he's given Another opportunity and another chance to get his life together. And you think uh, we don't really know exactly what might have happened with Barnabas, but I, I, I wonder, do you think Barnabas might have got his life right with God? Amen. I wonder, because he's been allowed another opportunity. But I thank God, amen, for Jesus Christ who died on the cross. We too have been given another chance because of Christ's death on the cross and right now with God don't let it be said too late make sure you know without a shadow of a doubt where you're heading Jesus seals the deal he's already sealed the deal the deal has been sealed he's died already and because he's died already amen we have uh, 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 he have paid the way and paid the price so therefore we have that opportunity let us live all that we know how for the Lord and allow God to use us like never before. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever will let him come. Amen. Let him come. And so we thank God that we're able to come boldly to the throne of grace, to the throne of mercy. Everyone stand with me. Stand with me. Father, we just want to say thank you for your goodness and your mercy. Lord, we thank you for all things. God, we thank you for your love for us. Thank you for Jesus Christ sealing the deal. 
Father, we thank you, Lord, because the deal has already been sealed. Father said, Jesus, our Heavenly Father, you said that a sacrifice must be made. And Jesus said, Father, here am I. Send me. And it had been prophesied and it had been pre-made and it had been premeditated, Father, as of the time when it should take place. And God, we thank God for you keeping your promise. Thank you, Jesus, for you doing as the Father has commanded and that you died and gave your life and that we have a right to the tree of life today. Thank you for salvation. We pray, Father, oh God, that as we live this life, we pray that we don't be lost. It's not our desire to be lost. It's not your desire that anyone would be lost, but that all would come boldly to the throne of grace, to the throne of mercy. Help us in times like these, oh God, that as we walk holy before thee, that we dare not cling unto this whole world, that we be not conformed to this world, but rather be transformed by the renewing of our minds. That we prove that which is good and perfect will of God, that is holy and just and pure. That we allow this to be our everything that takes us day by day. We thank you now in Jesus' name. Thank God. Amen and amen. Have thine own way, Lord. Have thine own way. Thou art the potter. I am the clay. Mold me and make me after thy will while I am waiting yielding and still have thine own way Lord have thine own way thou the potter and I am the clay mold me and make me after thy will while I am waiting Praise the Lord, everybody. We're going to receive our offering at this time. I'll ask everyone if you would stand to your feet as we shall prepare our hearts to give. Certainly, we thank the Lord for this time of giving and every gift and every giver. Thank God, amen, for those of you who share and give as unto the glory and honor of the Lord. We want to continue to uh, give that God might be glorified in the things that we do. And if I was to ask a question, if there's anyone that have not been blessed, not a one of us could raise our hands and say we have not been blessed. God has blessed us all. But just to have health, breath, and life, 
breathing and existing in your bodies right now is a blessing by itself. And so we thank God for the blessings that the Lord has bestowed upon us. Amen. The Bible lets us know that we give as unto the Lord, pressed down, shaken together, and running over as we give, men shall give back unto our bosom. And it is a good thing when we should give unto the Lord and allow God, amen, to minister to us as we share. God always, uh, in turn, share back with us. God shares with us even when we don't share with him. Amen. That's just the kind of good God that we serve. And we thank God for what all he does. And so we cont- as we continue to trust in the Lord and give, let God minister to your heart. Don't harden up your heart. Don't close it up. Don't shut it up. Don't shut your mind and your, heart, and your uh, ears that you don't hear. But hear what the Lord is speaking and saying as unto you. Give because it is more blessed to do so. And I guarantee you, God will bless you back just the same. Amen. All right. God bless everyone. I'm here. Amen. Uh, we're going to ask everyone if they would come and let's bring the Lord an offering at this time.